David was terrorized and terrified. Psalm 18, look at it with me. And so, in fact, the cords of death were entangled. He wonders. He wondered if he was going to die, and that only happened countless times, not just once. But there were many times when David was close to death, and in this particular time, he was so grateful, like Erica was so grateful that she found Daddy. He was so grateful that he says this, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress. Listen, he keeps describing him. And my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. What's a stronghold? I looked it up in Webster's. A stronghold is a fortified place or secure refuge. So a stronghold is a fortified place. It's used here in a positive sense. Do you know any place in the Bible where it's used in a negative sense? Some of your, okay, turn to 2 Corinthians 10. Where Paul says in verse 3, For though we live in the world, we are not carrying on a worldly war, for the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Oh, what kind of strongholds are these? We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God. So where are the strongholds? They're right here. And I'll name some in a few moments. To the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The main battle that you face is the battle in your mind. Would you agree with me? Say amen if you agree with me. That's the main battle. Once you win that battle, it's, it's only picking up the, the spoils of the victory after that. So our, we have the battle in the mind. And so strongholds are, understand, are understood positively, and they're understood negatively in the Bible. A stronghold, then, what is it? A stronghold is something that I run to instead of God. Look back at Psalm 18. Verse 4. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I... Okay. Erica was distressed, and she found a safe place. A stronghold is a safe place. In my distress, I ran for cover. In my distress, I shouted with anger. And it worked, because everybody shut up. In my distress, I went to the refrigerator. And I, I was comforted by that piece of pie. In my distress, name, name one or two. I went shopping. I went shopping. Ooh, whoa. I'm glad a lady said that. that yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. In my distress, I held back. You know, withdrawal is one way of uh, it, it becomes. So anything I do, instead of going to God, for Israel, they went to Egypt. Egypt became their safe place. Not really. See, it's what, when you do it instead of God, it becomes if you continue to do it. If you find, well, that worked. Well, that cigarette worked. That 
sip of wine worked. That pie worked. That anger worked. It quieted the house down. Whatever worked, it starts as a thought, and it becomes a... Yes, you cry for help. David cried for help. He could have cried somewhere else. He could have been eaten alive. If he cried for other soldiers, and that's all he cried for, he would have been dead flesh. So a stronghold is something I run to instead of God. A stronghold is a lie I believe. So if it helped me once, it's going to help me. And I'll take another drink. And another. A stronghold is something I don't like to talk about. Why don't I like to talk about it? I'll tell you why. It's embarrassing. Because it makes me feel like a wimp. Because it touches everything. And Pardon? I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. It's something that I have a tough time getting over. It may be even something that I, I can't even pray about because I can, I can have faith about other things, but it's hard to pray about a stronghold. That's why I need other people. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A stronghold becomes my identity. I am the worry ward. I am the divorced person. I am the, and that becomes a part of your mentality. A stronghold is a prison. It looked like a safe place, but it becomes a prison. And when I say prison, it's not easy to get out of it. It's difficult. It's a habit that affects my whole life. It affects the way I live. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So someone has said, you're not what you think you are. What you think you are. And so a stronghold is something in my mind that it gets locked in, and it is surrounded by lies. And sometimes it is accompanied by wounds from my past. And it also can be accompanied by demons. Because demons hang around negative emotions like Unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, jealousy. Demons find a way to hang around there. Can, can Christians be oppressed by demons? Absolutely. So, when you think of people like the Pharisees, what, what would you say were their obvious strongholds, among others? Pride. pride. Definitely terrible pride. Terrible control. They controlled everything and everyone they could. Control is a big, uh, a big stronghold. And it is because it looks right. And 
how it, does it come? It comes because things are out of control. They were out of control for them. Jesus said, you're out of control. Your sin is out of control. And so what do you do? Well, you control whatever you can. If you control your spouse. You control your kids. You control your, your congregation. You, you control the people. So uh, it makes sense. Anything else about the Pharisees? It was religious control. Pardon? They had a lot of fear. Had a lot of fear. Yeah, yeah. Martha. Did Martha have a stronghold in the Bible? Did Peter? So, if you can now, as I'm going through this, I'm going to give you some examples of what it can be. My hope is that you will be able to talk to someone about your stronghold or strongholds. You don't have to talk to me. You can if you want to. I have had and deal with strongholds. I, I'm not going to tell you what it was because that would, that would take you away from the sermon and you'd just be thinking about me the rest of the message. Let's help Paul. Let's deal with this. I shared it with Greg this morning because he came and he was struggling with something. So I, I said, you know, I struggle with this. It's not a sexual thing. I don't want you to start imagining things about your pastor. It's, uh, it's an emotional, it's related to an emotion. And if you need to hear it, I'll, I'll be glad to tell you. I've talked to leaders about it. I've had uh, counseling. I would encourage you, with your stronghold or your strongholds, to seek help. I'm very thankful for people like Bob and Linda who work in this very area in helping people deal with strongholds. North Heights has a wonderful program to help people get past strongholds. I encourage counseling for this reason, to help people get rid of count, uh, stronghold. You need it because you'll pass it on to your kids, you'll pass it on to, uh, to others, and it, it really inhibits how you function. So here are some examples. Perfectionism. I'll, I'll do okay as long as I just do this right. Anger. You make me mad. I have a right to be mad. Now shut up. Sit down. I already mentioned control. Self-pity. People don't understand. People don't know what I'm going through. If people knew, they'd feel a little kinder toward me. This is, this is too hard on me. You don't, you don't get it. Work, church, sickness. I haven't had an aunt who I think she purposely got sick. So her husband, who worked 70 hours a week, would see her. Lying becomes an addiction, doesn't it? If, you, if, you, if that becomes the safe way that you can get through something, you will turn toward lies, and then you won't even know that you're doing it because you're an inveterate liar, and it just comes out of your mouth. And if somebody asked, said, are you lying, telling the truth? You'd say, of course I'm telling the truth. You don't even know the, the difference now. Codependency. He needs me. She needs me. Bitterness. Detachment. You mentioned that. Humor. I've seen people who have used humor to get out of situations. It's, their, it's a safe place for them. They, tell a joke. Get out of it. The, the, there's too much pressure here. 
And so you can, you can revert to something. Whatever you run to instead of God can easily become something that, that chokes the life out of you. Depression, food. So I've named enough of them. What are lies that accompany? You help me here. You help me. What are some lies that easily hang around a stronghold to give it, uh, to, 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 to make it uh, authentic? I see when someone hands. lies. Pardon? When someone lies to you. When someone lies to you. That's right. Selinda? That's right. Yeah. And so you're you're really arguing for that, aren't you? Yeah. Back in the back. Faulty. Say more. Yeah, yeah, easy to happen. That is so true, and is this fair to say, you women tell me it's not fair, that happens more with women than men. It yeah. seems to me that women find people that will help them with their issues. If you, you understand me. Thank you for understanding me. That's a, that's a, that's a, 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 a there you go. Yeah, it's a strength that easily becomes a liability that, that, that you love people. Yeah, that's, I think that's true. God's angry with you for what you did when you were a teenager. You're dumb. We had a lady in our congregation. She, was, she got straight A's, and her brothers called her dumb. She thought she was dumb. She accepted that. It became a stronghold in her life. It affected the way she lived. Was she dumb? Not even close. Anybody been told you were dumb before? Anybody felt that feeling of being dumb? That's a common one. Or you're ugly, or God doesn't like you as much as other people. Once you start believing lies, who, who, who is attracted to that? The father of lies. The father of lies. Jesus called him. He invents lies. So if you believe a lie, you're inviting powers of darkness to have impact in your life. So why strongholds? Because a, a, a thought worked, and so it easily becomes a habit. It often starts early in life, and it makes it hard then for you to trust in the Lord because you have a history with it. You've had it for a while. Yeah, Gary? That's a stronghold too, isn't it? Is. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I can be independent. I can, be, I can do it myself. That's absolutely true. Any other lies? Yeah, Tava? I have to take care of myself. It's similar to what you just said. Yeah, that's true. Pardon? Ooh, 
Anybody ever heard that before? I've heard that before. It will never go away. How many have heard that recently? It will never go away. That's, that is really, that's cutting below the belt, but that's what Satan does. He will tell us sinister things and hope that we're weak enough to believe that lie and give in and live that out by despairing, by not hoping. It absolutely becomes your identity. It becomes who you are. You, you claim that. You take that on and you own it for goodness sake. I mean, for badness sake. Did you hear what she said? So if you're comfortable in your stronghold, for as wrong as they might be, at least you know what they look like. You don't know what it looks like or feels like to live without them. So sometimes you that is so true. It is absolutely true that you can become comfortable with a sinister, demonic stronghold and that it's easier because getting out is going to take a lot of work, probably. It's going to take real work to break out. Yeah, Bob? You know, the upper Midwest has, has something from Scandinavia called Yontelovan. I've written about it, and I've been contacted by a lot of people because I became the expert. I'm not an expert. I just wrote about it, and then I became the expert. And so I've been contacted, even when I was in Norway. They wanted my take on it. And it is the outlook that if you, the nail that sticks out is, is knocked down. And so it's, the outlook is don't try to be who you're not. Don't try to stand out. It's the opposite of American independence. Don't try to be this person. Don't try to think you're any better than we are because you're not. And so this Yontelovan hangs like a cloud over all of Scandinavia. And it, yeah, they've got it over there too. Yeah, it came out of Denmark. And so it's an outlook. It's not an individual. It's a whole, a whole region. A whole region can take on an outlook. Minnesota Knights. Norway, nice. Did you have some? Yeah. Real loud. Please say that again. Say it louder. I want to make sure everybody hears. With this thing on, it's sometimes hard to hear in the back. That is the very opposite of the word of God. John talks about this in 1 John 1. If we say we have no sin, we... I'm the one who's getting tricked. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess, that's getting it out, acknowledging. You don't have to do it to everybody. You have to do it to somebody. You have to get it out. If it's a counselor, if it's a pastor, if it's a friend, if it's a discipler, if it's somebody close to you, you must, I'm telling you, you must do it. You must deal with your stronghold. You must do it for Jesus' sake, for your sake, for your spouse's sake, for your children's sake.
for God's sake, you need to deal with those and get it out. I'm going to... Good, good. It doesn't make it a safe place. You know, celebrities that come out, we see what happens to them. We hear what people think of that. There's not a safe place to reveal your strong hopes that you're going to be in this cute little healthy way that isn't going to drive you further if you say these And I'm thankful in light of that truth that God has told us at Communitas and Lydia House, work on making this a safe place. Work on being safe for people, where they can say things, where they can ask questions, where, where conflict is, is allowed, where things need to be dealt with, we, we need to bring, come to resolution. So we want this to be a safe place. I've told the women, if this is not a safe place yeah, for you, you let me know immediately, because some of them didn't. We finally kicked a guy out. We said, you're, not, you're no longer ever welcome in here, because this is a safe place and you are not safe, and stay out. We'll, we'll go to whatever extreme we need to to make this what it's supposed to be in the Bible, a place where people are safe to be who they are, to be received. If we walk in the light, that means we're exposed. It doesn't mean walking in perfection. It means walk exposed, open. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, there are two things that come from that. Two things that we don't expect sometimes because we were ashamed. What do we get? Fellowship with one another. The word there is koinonia. It means things in common. You Greek people, koinos. I'm sure you've got that word. Chris, Kathy, what do you have in modern Greek that sounds like koinonia? Or do you have that very word? It means common, doesn't it? In common? Okay. Okay. Koine Greek, New Testament Greek, it means in common, together. So we'll have togetherness if we walk in the light, which is opposite of what we think we're going to have. They're going to shame us, no? And we get forgiveness. We get fellowship and we get forgiveness. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So it's worth it then. To expose, if, if, if that's going to happen, if when people are willing to deal with their strongholds, it will increase fellowship here. It will increase, increase oneness and forgiveness. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Amen, sister. <laughs> Wife. Okay, so I, I want to go now to how we get rid of them, how we go beyond them. We've kind of moved quickly through this, so I want you to go back. I'll send it to you this week. I'd like you to read it, because if you have dealt with all your strongholds, this will help you in dealing with others who have strongholds, uh, to, to see it laid out. Uh, really worked on laying it out 
in a way that makes it easy to, easy to grasp and get through. Family systems are interesting. <laughs> family systems. I grew up in a family. I had five sisters and a father and a mother. And it had a system. I didn't understand it until after my parents died and I talked to my sisters. And I realized what our system was. It was broken. Were my parents godly? My wife, my, my mother uh, was the most godly person I can, I can think of ever. Godly people. But there was a way of dealing with things that wasn't healthy. And so I grew up in that. I learned it well. I, I studied it. For 20 years, I got it. And then I could pretend. So you're in a system. It's good to know. You you can look at it, and you don't have to be embarrassed, and you don't have to put down your mom and dad or your granddad, grandpa. Uh, You can just acknowledge that we all have background. We all have culture. We have an American culture. We have a biblical culture. We have a church culture. We have a culture here. We have a way of doing things. The first time somebody walked in the kitchen, got a piece of cake, and came back in here, I said, we're not going to do that in this church. But now five people did it this morning. I said, that's so wonderful. (laughs) I like it. It's so relaxed. You know, you can do it. You can't do that. I never, they never did that at Prince of Peace or Trinity. The church is... They would have been called. The ushers would have thrown them out. What are you doing? But here, it's relaxed, and you can go get, don't anybody know? Oh, no. I'll stop you at the gate. Okay. So, so please get help. If I can help you, I'd be glad to. I'm, not, I'm sort of a professional of sorts, but I know Bob and Linda, they've done a lot of this. So here are steps. I'm going to give you seven steps. And then we're going to pray together in small groups, or you can, you can go off on your own. And we can pray together. I can do this in about 10 minutes. First, I identify the stronghold. So, so now in your heart, it would be good to at least say, I've had them, and possibly I have them. I've had them. And what are they? What are the clues? What are the lies? How, how, do I, how do I live with people in a way that some would say is offensive? So I identify the stronghold or the strongholds. That's important. I pray God gives you grace and truth to go after that. Number two. And these are all written down. You can, you can write them down now, but I'll send you this, and, and they're all there. And there with a paragraph with each one of them. I confess my attachment to this stronghold. It's not enough to identify it, obviously. Now you have to start dealing with it. And I say, I confess that I am wrongly married to this. I'm wrongly attached to my self-pity. I'm wrongly attached to my depression. I haven't thought of it as a a stronghold. I just thought of it as 
this is the way it was because I grew up this way because my parents were that way. And this is what I've got, and I'm, I've never felt like I needed to confess it, but now I see that it's like a god to me. It's a tyrant, but it's a god, and I bow down to it. And so I'm ready to acknowledge that and to confess my attachment. Third, I renounce the lies. See, I've got to get rid of those lies. Because if I hold to those lies, I'm inviting Satan. Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your, on your anger. And do not give the devil an opportunity. See, if we give him an opportunity, will he take it? Absolutely he will. Is a lie an opportunity that he'll take he absolutely will. If you believe it in your mind, he'll go there. He is not all-knowing, and he is not all-present. Don't make him a god. But he knows a lot more than you do, and he knows a lot more than I do. He's got files. He's not, he's not everywhere present. He's one person in one place. He's an angel. He's a fallen angel. He's a dirty angel. He, he doesn't fight fair. He's ugly, he's sinister, and he's got a terrible future. And he's got a terrible present. Hell doesn't yet exist as it will exist. So when people tell me to go to hell, which a few have, I said, as far as I know, that's not ready to be inhabited yet. It's something in the future. The first one to go to hell, the Bible says, is death. And Hades, they're throwing him. So I renounce him. I like the baptismal formula. I renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. That's a wonderful prayer pray at a baptism. I renounce it. That's a strong word. Because you've, you've flirted with it. You've, you've counted it your friend for a while. You've been married, and now you're getting a divorce. And you're saying, now I hate this. It's destroyed me. It's taken away my joy. It's taken away my peace. I, I renounce it. Number four. What do I got to do next? I have to forgive. I forgive anybody that has anything to do with this. And there are probably people that I need to forgive. <clears throat> I had to forgive a pastor that I didn't know I had to forgive. I didn't even realize it until years later I was telling the story. And then I realized I still have resentment towards for what he did to me at the seminary. He embarrassed me in front of guys that I was trying to get close to. And they, when he said it, they, uh, he said, I know you. We were at this reception at St. Anthony Lutheran. And he was a hot shot pastor. I mean, he, he, they really liked him. And they said, I know you. You've got this a good basketball player and a little weird. And my guys that I've been trying to get close to were laughing. I was not laughing. I was too broken. I was too broken inside to be able to laugh, if he did it to me now, I'd say, brother, you don't know how weird I am. I'm a lot weirder than you think I am. I'd be able to take it because I know who I am. I, I know where I stand in God. I've got an identity, and it's not my stronghold. So I, I, I'd enjoy meeting him. He wouldn't have done it if he knew it. He wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have hurt me like that. He was a pastor. He, I'm sure he was a good man. He just he lost it there. So I forgive. So probably you have some people that you need to forgive. Isn't it a fellowship? Like, you have this 
You don't have to go to them. If, if you can release it without going to them, that's okay. That's right. You're good point. Good point. You might not have to, and I get counsel on that. Ask somebody, you think this is one that I need to go? Yeah. I, I didn't go to him. I didn't look for him. I just forgave him, and I know God's forgiven me for having resentment toward him. So I forgive. That's the fourth. Number five, I affirm the truth. Truth liberates me. I need to be liberated. So I need to believe it, and I need to say it. I need to affirm it. And so I start affirming the truth. And at a time when I was younger and I was going after this, I had, I had five uh, statements that I would say many times a day. Agnes Sanford, any of you ever heard of her? Uh, uh, probably the person that more than anyone else who was responsible for bringing in this whole outlook regarding inner healing, healing of, of uh, emotions. She went to UCLA. She, she brought healing to a, a, a guy that was schizophrenic, and as it happened, they marveled. Do it again. Well, I'll teach you. So she started teaching on it. Came to our church. And, uh, it was a wonderful privilege to know her. <clears throat> so I affirm the truth. Tell me, uh, let's just say a couple things now. They don't have to be related to your stronghold, but just some things that, that fight against strongholds. Speak some truth, scriptural truth. Go ahead and speak out some aff affirming of the truth real loud. Okay. Say Praise the Lord. Praise is a wonderful affirmation of who God is. Good. The daughter of the Most High God. Yes. Yes. I have everything I need for life and godliness. Yes. Amen. So uh, I can continue to be a child of the king and be of the godly heritage. Yes. Godly heritage. Good. A couple more. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Boy, you just take scripture and, and make it your yeah. own. Yeah. Was there one in the back? I, I thought I heard one. Yes, yes. That's a good one because it's hard to trust in areas of strongholds. And so that's a good one to, to affirm the truth. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I do. I don't lean on my own understanding. It's wonderful to be speaking truth to yourself and speaking truth to others. You be a, be a truth teller. Deal with the lies. Okay, got two more. I receive deliverance. Now, this may not always be necessary, but it could be necessary because Satan may have attached himself through demons to this stronghold. And it's possible. I don't believe that demons, that demons invade and occupy our life so they control us as Christians, but demons oppress us. Demons, demons, demons influence us. And so we need to come against the, the, the uh, demonic influence that they have over us and get them out. Just get them out. And, and that usually comes from someone else helping us. You can deliver yourself. You can speak those words and get deliverance yourself. But there's a reason why the Bible says, confess your faults 
one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. We need each other to come against that independence that we talked about. And so it's good to have others pray deliverance. And that's deliverance from the powers of darkness. It's deliverance from their influence, their, their ability to, to take my mind and to, to uh, keep it. We're not ignorant of his devices. He's got devices. And so we need to break that power. Finally, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill me. Invade me. Fill my thoughts. Fill my emotions. Fill my heart. <clears throat> so I'm going to pray a, a kind of a general prayer now. I'm going to pray the benediction, pray a prayer regarding what we've talked about. Then I invite you to get in smaller groups. The smaller, the better. Groups of two, groups of three. And if you're comfortable, if you find somebody that you're comfortable with, if, if this were a good time, maybe it's not, to, to briefly talk about a stronghold and to get prayer for it. I'm going to stick away. I'm going to uh, just stay up here. And I know uh, Bob and Linda, you've prayed for many. Karen has. So I'm going to ask you guys just to be available. If there are those who would want to come today, where you're saying, uh, yeah, I'd like to do it now, you know, for some of you, it'd be helpful to take some time to get ready for that. Maybe to take a week to just to be in prayer and, and to be thinking about it so that you, f- you, you grasp the significance of that. We'll, we'll take it now if now is the best time. Be glad to pray with you now. Sure, and that's also true, that it may take, uh, uh, yes, it may, yes, good, honey. So, Father, we've talked about some serious things now. We've talked about some hard issues and some heart issues. And we thank you that as you were a stronghold to David, You are our stronghold. You are our safe place. You are our strength, our rock, our deliverer. Deliverance belongs to the Lord, says the psalmist. And so we thank you that we have hope today. We have hope of freedom. Hope of full relief. Hope that no stronghold will be able to, to be latched on to us. Each one of us is a child of hope. And so work that in. Everyone here that's heard this message. And give them hope today and in the days ahead for increasing freedom. Because we know that the Truth sets us free. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father, 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.